Welcome back to more time. If you guys are new to the channel, make sure you guys like, share, comment, and subscribe here on YouTube. Follow us on social media platforms. We have cool stuff coming for you guys. Uh, God for, uh, well, not God forbid. So long, we can uh, slow down the global pandemic. So please wear your mask because we have so much cool stuff on the way for you guys. And uh, speaking of wearing your mask, you guys are making uh, sports creators' jobs a lot harder. So wear your freaking mask. Uh, <laughs> But all seriousness, I want to applaud everybody that has stayed consistent with their content over the past like four months now. Um, so yeah, hats off to you guys. I, we know how creative <laughs> you've had to be. We've done stuff we've never done before. But um, we have a special guest on with us today, Tom Green from the Tom Green Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you guys check him out as well. His uh, Twitter handle and stuff like that will be down in the description. But thank you for joining us here on Sports Headlines. Pleasure to be with you, Sean. Glad to glad you guys asked me to come on, and we're going to have a good conversation. Looking forward to it. Yep. Yeah, all right. Uh, really quickly before we get started, would you like to like, tell uh, the, the audience like a little bit about yourself and your, and your podcast? Sure thing. Well, first off, my name is Tom Green, of course, owner or host of the Tom Green Podcast. I talk baseball, basketball, some hockey, some college football, college basketball, kind of kind of a mix of all the sports there, and I bring guests every so often. I try to go for once a week, but of course, because of all this pandemic and whatnot, I kind of slowed down. But I'm also a um, news reporter and on-air talent at WLEW Radio up in Bad Axe, Michigan, which is in the thumb of Michigan, if people are aware of that. So the podcast actually got me that job as well. So it's really a, just, I'm just a work in progress, I guess, so that makes sense. We're looking for sports for right now, currently in news. So hit me up on Twitter at Tom Green Pod as well as at Tom TV 23. Yeah, make sure you guys do that. But let's get into some topics here. So yes. Ohio State, or at least I think I'm almost 100% confident. Ohio State's having their players sign a waiver to, to like, play. And, and like, obviously, you have, like, the Ivy League schools shutting down for, like, the fall sports. You have teams like Stanford, who caught, I think, 11 or maybe it was 13 of their 34 uh, uh, athletic sports. How uh, optimistic are you guys about the season happening? College football season. Please. For me, I'm I'm honestly quite pessimistic. I talked with um, I talked with I guess I'll shout him out Eric Rudder from the Wolverine Den, who actually up worked up here in Huron County uh, for a little while now, is with Wolverine Den, and he told me that they're 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 very pessimistic at Michigan about a season happening. Eighty twenty, it's probably not going to happen. So that's kind of my perspective on it. Is, is as soon as they went to conference only, I thought you know, is it really worth it? So I, I'm quite pessimistic. I hope I'm wrong, but quite pessimistic. Yeah, I see where your views are justified. Um, you know, with, with that and all the personnel and the students and, and the athletes that are involved in a football program for any school, whether it be a D1, a D2, or a D3 school, is a, a very large number. And um, just, just looking at, at the roster, the, the training staff, the um, coaches, and, and their whole facility and in, in kind of order of operations um, would make it really, really unlikely because you can't really force a um, hundred or so 
uh, athletes and staff members into a sort of bubble to play a bunch of other conferences or a bunch of other teams from their conference, also with many people um, to um, to play and be isolated for, for months at a time. And these athletes are still supposed to be getting an education um, as well at the same time. So it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty unlikely that's going to happen this year. Yeah. And the kids want to play. Don't, don't get us wrong. The kids want to play more oh, than yeah. anything. But is the, the question that, that the really the answer that we have to answer is, is it safe? And both of us think probably not. Yeah. Uh, football is not basketball. Let's get out. Let's get that out the way now. It is probably as south in North Pole as there can possibly be. They're, they're opposites. They're both contact sports. Maybe the one uh, similarity they have, they're both contact sports. But, like, for example, if you look at a team in the NBA right now, it's a 15-man roster. The most the team has right now is 17 players, right? Mm-hmm. There's 11 players on the field automatically for a single team uh, at once. Okay, so there's 17 players for, for an NBA team at most. And that's only, like, two two teams that have that. Then there, you really can get away with, like, five coaches. Okay, that's 22 and if you account, they probably have the trainers. Well, actually, you know, the bubbles probably providing the trainers and stuff. So let's say, give or take, 22 players. I mean, staff and personnel, right? 22. There's, first off, there's 22 players on a field at <laughs> one <laughs> time. At one time, right? So that 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 that's alarming right there. And this is why I don't, I'm very pessimistic, especially with the NFL, because there's way more teams. The conference thing may work. But for the NFL, there's 32 teams. So you got to do what, what's what's the, the roster size one or 53? And 53, actually, wait. But yeah, final roster size is 53, correct. Actually, I got I got an alert yesterday, crazy as it sounds. They're saying they're going to move it up. They're considering moving the uh, roster size up to like 82. That's 82 players per team. So it's 82 times 32. I don't even want to do that math in my head. It's probably somewhere. 2,624. That's two, oh, my gosh. That's 2,624. I will say the, uh, the the 82 number is for the preseason. Um, they're expanding the preseason roster. But um, the, the, well, what the is all preseason games? Uh, the, re- the regular season still is most likely going to be a 53-man. You see, I thought Warner looked slight, just a little bit like Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford can do math just like that as well. So there's a resemblance. There you go. <laughs> but I don't see college basketball I can see happening especially if they do the, the conference only thing but the NFL I'm not optimistic about first off because we're being honest Goodell's an idiot yeah. and uh, and I'm not optimistic about college football because it's just a bigger roster and you're playing in the fall going into the winter outside which I mean eh so I'm you're playing at sub-zero temperatures up in Michigan or Wisconsin or New, you're like the New England area. It's 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 going to be hard on your immune system. For yeah, sure. but I think this is a good segue to talk about the conference only piece. So according to my poll that five thousand people voted on, so let's not fact check that. So just pretend it was five thousand people that voted on the uh, excuse me on the poll. So I asked, which conference is most affected, positively or negatively, by the conference-only games? 25% said the Big Ten, 25% said the SEC, 
and 50%, you're one of them, says the Pac-12 or the ACC is affecting the most positively or negatively. So which is it and why do you stand by that? So, yes, the, the, the answer that you guys have been waiting for, drum roll, please. <laughs> I'm actually going to say Pac-12 negatively, and it's because the Pac-12 has only made the college football playoff uh, twice, actually, twice, because Oregon in its first year. I, I had to fact check myself there as well. Oregon in its first year, and, of course, it, um, that was the famous Rose Bowl where Jimbo and uh, – where Jimbo had to calm down Jameis, and he said, you better calm the down, or you're going to the bench. <laughs> and then, of course, Washington got steamrolled by Alabama. Uh, so the Pac-12, I forgot about Washington. Yep. Yeah. The Pac-12 has gotten steamrolled in the college football playoff, and so far that has been their reputation. So we have a slightly new committee this year, as every three or four years the committee changes a few heads now and again. But – we have seen that the Pac-12 has not had a good reputation in the playoff, and we're going conference only does not give the Pac-12 their their fair representation against the rest of the conferences. Now, I originally was going to say ACC before we came on, but then I thought, you know, Clemson has won the national has been the na- in the national title game, I believe, three or four times. Yeah. Clemson, if they if they go undefeated, they will get there, or Whoever beats Clemson could have the, oh, we beat Clemson factor in their decision. But the Pac-12 is basically getting shafted unless, let's say, Oregon goes undefeated and wins soundly. Yes, we still have that uh, facet in in the rankings. And not so much if you win, it's how you win. Or unless Oregon goes undefeated, the Pac-12 is – basically playing for pride. I hate to say it that way, but it seems that the Pac-12 is getting not not getting their fair share. But then again, we kind of think it's fair because they've been shafted. Well, they've played in the college football playoff twice and have not looked impressive. So I I got to go Pac-12. Really quickly, then I'll go. Yes. Who's positively affected the most? Who is positively affected the most? I would say Big Ten, honestly. First, I thought SEC, and, it, and of course, the SEC, we all think, has the bias from the playoff, when sometimes that is the case, sometimes it isn't. I say Big Ten, and it's because if you have, you know, two teams that have one loss and impress, like, like Ohio State and Wisconsin or Minnesota, perhaps the committee looks at them more over – an SEC team with two or three losses. I look at loss count when it comes to that. So I would say Big Ten over SEC, but it wouldn't surprise me if the committee favored an SEC team over Big Ten. Yeah. Um, yeah 100% there. Negatively, I got to say ACC. You know, I see where you're coming from with sure. the Pac-12. But sure. first off, Warner, I hate to say it, your Clemson, they lose that North Carolina game last year, did not make it to college football playoffs. It was 100% correct. Far and clear, like they were not making the college football players playoff. They lose that North Carolina game, which they could have very easily lost that game. Another now, example of it's not how if you win, it's how you win. Yep. Continue. Now, <clears throat> the reason I say the ACC negatively affected because now you have it really is more leaning towards my positive take as well. 
if Clemson is just beating up on, I mean, who's, who's maybe North Carolina, but who besides North Carolina is a solid team in the ACC this year? Who? I mean, is there is there any team in the ACC that, that in a regular year, you look at your like, huh, okay. Um, yeah, I can see them getting eight, nine wins maybe. No, there isn't a single team in the ACC where you can honestly say that. So you're going to pick, especially if, like, it's Clemson from last year that just is, like, skating by, right? You think, uh, at least me personally, I'm not going to pick an undefeated Clemson team that's just beating Boston College by a touchdown over an, a one-loss Auburn team or a one-loss LSU team or a one-loss Georgia team or in the Big Ten, a Penn State who is who I really like this year or Minnesota who's bringing the same team back for the most part that did lose Whitfield, Winfield, Whitfield, Jesus, or Wisconsin. So the ACC – and this is just based off of last year. If Clemson is not far and clear away, the best team in college football, they will not make the college football playoffs. So that's why the ACC is my most negatively affected and possibly affected. You got It's between the Big Ten and the SEC, the two best conferences in college football. Uh, so it's between one of those. So you made a good point for the Big Ten. Uh, SEC is a little problem because – with all those teams just facing each other, like Auburn, LSU, Alabama, A&M, Georgia, Florida, a couple of those teams have to get two losses. So that's where it gets a little tricky, whereas mm-hmm. the Big Ten is like four teams, Oak State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. Sorry about your Michigan, buddy. But um... <laughs> I get it. I really do. <laughs> I, at this point, I'm used to it, sadly. <laughs> but so, yeah, and – so I guess I have to agree with the Big Ten, even though the SEC has more of the top-heavy teams. But again, one a couple of those teams got to get two losses, and then that's where it gets interesting. Yeah, um, I, I 100% agree with you on the Big Ten. Um, you know, the SEC teams could see some two- or three-loss teams. That may not be uh, bad. It may not may be better than a Big Ten team or or an ACC team, but at this or basically Clemson. Um but at the same time, yeah, let's let's uh, not skirt the point here. Clemson, yeah. the ACC, you mean Clemson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, Clemson, Clemson. Um, um, the but ACC at the same Clemson time, is the 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 MAC, the MAC conference. <laughs> at this, at the same time, you can't you can't really let in a, a three loss, a two or three loss Auburn team or or a two loss Alabama team into it if Clemson goes undefeated or somebody goes you know has one loss in the Big Ten and it's. It's it's just you know win loss record I think would upset a lot of uh, a lot of people in a lot of colleges so I think that's where that's where the SEC gets negatively affected so the Big Ten would um, be the most positively uh, affected but then with the Pac-12 um, you know they they really they're a lackluster conference they're kind of just sitting in the middle uh, with no really no really uh, they're not the worst conference but they're nowhere near the best conference of oh, the Power Five easily the worst yeah. And it's, and it's because Clemson's in the ACC. If it's not because of Clemson, then, then, then you're right. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's, it's just the lack of, the lack of competition, the, the kind of plateau that they've gone through is, is just detrimental to their, to their conference. And um, I don't think we're going to see anybody come out of that conference until um, 
inner inner uh, inner conference play uh, resumes. Yeah, and and really quickly, a team that like in the SEC that got the two losses, but you look at the roster, they're one of the more like talented teams. They could have easily made it there in a different conference. Florida, last year's Florida team was really good. They for the majority of that LSU game, they went they went toe to toe with LSU. The other was to Georgia, which was really close, right? Let's say they win that Georgia game. Granted, they'll be going to the SEC championship game and might get routed by LSU. But if they're a one-loss team, that Florida team gets into the college football playoffs. So I guess that kind of um, also knocks the SEC because, yeah, because then Georgia, Florida, they're in the same division. They don't have to play each other. So if one of them gets a loss, then they have to go to the – or if it's two losses going, just write them off. If there are two losses going into the into the uh, SEC championship game, so yeah, the SEC they have the best teams. But this, I, I, yeah, I understand why you said Big Ten now. Yeah, completely understand. Dan Mullen has done an amazing job with Florida in just two seasons. It's what a what a turnaround. I mean, they were close. They were close before Mullen, but. Mullen has just gotten them there, now with the exception of Herbie Smart and Georgia. So Florida, Florida just one of the almost like a Michigan where they're right there. They just got to get over that hump. And Florida's hump is an Ohio State. That's true. That that's true. But still. <laughs> All right. So let's just pretend for a second that this was a normal season. Who would your top four be? Start wrapping things up. Sure thing. Uh, my top four would be. Um, I know as a Michigan fan, I hate to say it, but Ohio State, um, Clemson. I would think they would go undefeated. Um, Alabama as a revenge season over LSU. And let's see, number four, Oklahoma. Yay. Lincoln Riley has just dominated that conference ever since he took over. And Bob, and the same with Bob Stoops because Texas has been down. Herman's trying to bring them back a little bit, little by little. Baylor almost got him, but now Matt Rule is in Carolina. So that's yep. Oklahoma's conference to lose. Yeah. Okay, first off, let's put some respect on James Franklin and that Penn State program's name. What he has done um, – has just consistently win games no matter who's on the field, whether it's Trace McSorley, who is a college player, you know, maybe as an NFL prospect, got the best player, but as a college player, I really liked watching Trace, uh, Trace McSorley, uh, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders. Uh, so no matter who's on the, on the field, he's got the job done. That defense is still really, really good. They have a top five uh, prospect in Micah Parsons anchoring that defense, um, but they're, they won't be my number one. O-State has the best roster in, 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 in the nation. Let's get that straight. In, in my opinion, you have the, the number one quarterback in the country. I personally take Fields over Lawrence. That's just me. Um, now, they're both imperfect. They both have flaws. But, I mean, what's the prospect that came out recently that's been perfect? Um, but you still got, you still got uh, Fields, Teague in the backfield. You got Alave as a wide up. Well, I think we are severely underrating in terms of like a, an NFL prospect, elite route runner. And then the defensive side of the ball, like O-State just like 
it's almost unfair to the other Big Ten conferences that they just continue to get talent and just replace. It's recruiting, man. It's you got to build that big name. I mean, like seriously, like, like like name one school, maybe outside of Bama, that could just replace Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, and Chase Young, Jeffrey Okuda, Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward, like that, and still be great three, four years later. That's unfair and ridiculous. If we're going for, if we're going for like roster talent, uh, I guess you have to put Clemson. Even though after last year, I think it's kind of hard to put them in, but I guess you kind of have to put them in, and then give me Alabama, like you said, Nick Saban. So long as the season is about to light a torch underneath that Alabama team's. Uh, yeah, he's just about to light a torch in them. And then, as much as I would love to see my Oklahoma do it, we have quarterback questions this year. Uh, so, give me Penn State, second-best team in the Big Ten. If there's another one-loss SEC team like a Florida, then give me them. But right now, give me a one-loss Penn State team, assuming their only loss is to Ohio State. Yeah, um, my top four – I'm going to go sort of a different route. I'm going to go uh, not, in, not, not in any particular order, but I'm going to have uh, Alabama in there. I'm going to have Georgia in there. I'm going to have Clemson in there. And um, I think the, the last team coming out of the Big Ten, and I'm going to have to go with Minnesota just because I don't like Ohio State. Um, so I think Minnesota is going to knock them off. Purdue I second you on that one. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Minnesota is going to go full Purdue mode on them, beat them 42 to 21 or whatever. That's You, 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 earn, you and, earned uh, an eyebrow raise. <laughs> going to the college football playoffs. So, yeah, just don't don't be upset if I if I call you out on it. Come uh, October, November, so long we have a season. Don't get upset. Don't get upset. Hey, I can make these claims when we're probably not going to have a season. <laughs> That's the thing. That's that is absolutely accurate. Um, but so yeah, all right. Last thing, we can start wrapping up. Who? Fingers crossed it's the season. We all already stated we're not very optimistic about the season happening. So long it happens, who's winning the national championship? Oh. Right now, I would have to go Alabama by a field goal over Ohio State. But it could be the other way just as easily. Yeah. I'm going to go Ohio State, even though, Warner, you know, I hate Ohio State's guts. And I have no relation to Ohio State. I hate the guts. Um, most talented roster in the league, I mean, the nation, in my opinion. you got a bona fide head coach in Ryan Day. Um, and I feel like they got something to prove. Not, not, not the same level that, that, that Alabama does, but I truthfully feel if they do not, play the way they did in the first half of that Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin, Ohio State's the number one is the number one seed, in my opinion. That they they look better in terms of body of work all year. Like they were just dominant all year long. And then those last two games, they didn't even really look like the same team through the first eleven or so games. So Ohio State, if not Ohio State outside with Alabama. All right, I'm going to go um, – I'm going to say Alabama is going to be Clemson um, in a sort of revenge tour in the, in the national championship, um, probably by about a touchdown and like 10, 10 to less. 
right. Well, it looks like we have a lot of uh, of revenge stories, so that that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All four revenge stories. That is the theme. Maybe that'll be the uh, the uh, the name of this episode: Revenge Story Tapes with Tom Green. Um, there we go. Got <laughs> the name, Warner. Um, <clears throat> See, Warner's anyway. got here like Chase Winovich too on the Revenge Tour. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you, Tom, for joining us here on Sports Time. So I have to get you back. Watch the sports headlines, the most authentic place in sports. We will see you guys in the next episode.